Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home The semifinals of the FCS playoffs are coming to Montana for the first time in more than a decade. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas, the Montana State Bobcats pulled off an upset for the ages, toppling top-ranked, top-seeded, and undefeated Sam Houston in resounding fashion. MSU freshman quarterback Tommy Malott caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, and rushed for two more scores as Montana State surged to a 28-0 lead early in the second quarter on the way to a 42-19 victory. The win helps Montana State sew up a bid in the semifinals of the playoffs for the second year in a row. It also means that MSU will host South Dakota State in the first semifinal playoff playoff game at Bobcat Stadium since 1984. The state of Montana has not seen a Final Four game since Montana defeated App State in overtime in 2009 to advance to the title game. MSU's victory marked the first road FCS playoff win in program history. It also marked the first time Sam Houston has ever lost a home game in the postseason and snapped a 22-game winning streak for the Bearcats dating back to their undefeated spring season that saw Sam win their first national title. And finally, Friday in Harrisonburg, Virginia, the Montana the Grizzlies ran into a buzzsaw. James Madison scored on a pair of big plays in the first half while knocking out Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey before cruising to a 28-6 victory over UM. Montana's season ends with a 10-3 record. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Once upon a time, 
Dave Matthews Band put out a couple albums. They became pretty popular. But what the band is in its essence started eroding only because the music was being played in different sort of, how do you say, circles and venues that maybe what their true personality or stylistic musings would prefer ultimately, right? And so then they dropped before these crowded streets with so much jazz and and dark influences and songs like The Stone and The Dreaming Tree and they got back to their true Grateful Dead hippie selves and it was uh, pretty awesome. But uh, if you ever want to go deep, deep on the Dave Matthews Band, find the Lily White Sessions. What became Busted Stuff, this album, which this uh, song is from, the title track, is some of the songs from Lily White Sessions. But Lily White Sessions were produced by Steve Lily White, and they never were officially released to the public, but it is available on YouTube. Just as new on as now is, as well. So there you go, a little Dave Matthews music history. There's always more than what meets the eye. Everybody, not everybody, but a fair amount of people don't like Dave Matthews because of a variety of different reasons. And, uh, it's funny because I actually tell people that the majority of the songs you're going to hear on the radio by Dave Matthews, I don't like them either, even though I'm a big-time Dave Matthews Band fan. So just funny, funny to, to analyze it all. Sometimes you got to go deeper than what uh, just the singles are. I know a lot of times this day and age it's a little easier because, you know, you are consuming such a broad level with all the various streaming platforms. ESPN Radio, Miss anything in the first hour of the show. You can find it on the podcast presented by Sportsbet Montana. Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. Good friend Carolyn swung by earlier today for the chick who doesn't know sports. Well, first of all, you need to get Twitter because you would love it. But the tweet of the day was Urban Meyer, the highest paid kicker in NFL history. (laughs) (laughs) So you've heard about this already. Yes, he's my tool of the week. Oh, God. What a guy. I wish that Urban Meyer would have... uh, Engaged in physical contact with somebody that was not the kicker, because that just would have been really funny. Like you just go around kicking people during warmups. What if you kick one of the crazy guys and he just breaks yeah, your jaw? Big guys. <laughs> yeah, he's lucky. It's like the little kicker. Urban Meyer out in Jacksonville. What a disastrous experiment. Thirteen games is all it lasted. Could have told you it was going to suck from the beginning, and uh, it was worse than you ever could have imagined. What a deal. What a guy. Well, not even just because they lost all of those games, but he made a lot of missteps along the way. Oh, yes, he did. So he is the chick who doesn't know sports tool of the week, by the way. Um, (laughs) I'm glad you got this thing cleaned up, FCC regulated. Yeah, you know, I really didn't want to, but... You know, whatever. Well, we got to stay on the air, especially when we're going to become world famous in 2022. Okay. So not only did he kick <laughs> Josh Lambeau when he, and called him names when he was warming up. Right. Then he also got into a heated exchange with Marvin Jones Jr. And he, and Marvin Jones Jr. left the facility and had to be like, beg, they had to beg him to come back. But then I was reading all of the other things that he had done. He hired, um, some guy in early 2020, would that be right? Did he start in 2020? I don't know. Sure. That turned out to say horribly racist things and like, like horribly racist. The strength coach, yeah. Yeah. 
And, um, I mean, he's just a hot mess. Now, he was... Co-eds and bars with pictures, his picture on the wall. I mean, that's the biggest... No showing to team meetings, not traveling with the team. Just being a general jack Oh, hiring Tim Tebow. (laughs) That was a publicity stunt from the ownership, I think, but... Well, he... So, he was a... A good college coach. He was a what university? Phenom- of- Phenomenal college. What coach. was he? Where was he again? Uh, Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, and Ohio State. The last two, probably most famously. So, what do you think happens between going from college to the NFL? Well, this is easy. I put this on Twitter last night. In college, you're recruiting a bunch of young people to worship at the throne of you. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. You are the figurehead. You are the entire program, and everybody has to be subservient to you and there's no way that they can ever step up to you because they're kids like the oldest they're going to possibly be is 23 years old right and you're a grown man the nfl you're coaching a bunch of men that are married with kids and like if you're acting like a jack wagon like urban meyer they're like get away from me dude like we have business to do i'm trying to feed my family so in the pros it's all in the pros you don't get to choose your roster it's all about managing egos and alpha dogs and he's probably one of that, like right. Yeah. In, in you can have a, a god ego in college and get away with it. In fact, it works to your benefit a lot of times, especially because you have endless resources. You get to pick your players. You know, you're recruiting impressionable kids with all this glitz and glamour and big time stadiums and yada yada yada. In the NFL, no one, very few guys that play on NFL teams chose to be in the NFL place they're at. You right, got drafted right. there. The free agency once you get to the certain point, but like so many guys in the league don't even get to that point. Most guys in the league are in the league for five years or less. They play for the team they got they got drafted by, then maybe they get picked by up by one other team. But there's not a lot of uh, personal accountability in it. So I am not sure. I mean, there's never been never been a college coach, with the exception of Jim Harbaugh, who was good in the NFL. Do you think he'll go back to co- college coaching, or do you think he's going to just retire? Man. Somebody will give him a shot. You think so? Oh, yeah. Huh. Because he wins at such a high level. Well. He's everything that's wrong with college football and football in general. Because he's going to get another shot because he does win. And he's mm-hmm. he's done it in completely unsavory ways. I mean, he knew that the that the, the storm was coming at Florida because he had so many guys get in trouble that he like basically faked a retirement under the the parameters of health issues. Said he had like a bad heart. And then, like, became a commentator and then was the head coach at Ohio State making $10 million a year the next year. So, now he trouble had a- follows Urban Meyer everywhere. I know guys that have been, there's always, there's these coaching conventions every winter after the season's over where all the college coaches, like, uh, assistants and head coaches, employed and not employed, they all gather. So, I've known a whole bunch of guys that have gone to these things. They say he is the single most intolerable person at these things. Really? Walk around like he owns the place, just comes into every meeting and just owns it and just doesn't let anybody talk. And Well, he signed. they signed a five-year contract and they let him out early, obviously. Do they still pay him? Will he still get paid? Uh, it depends on how much of it was guaranteed, but likely there's parts of that contract that were guaranteed, so they'll just buy it out, yeah. Okay. Well, but he's probably fired four cars. I mean, he assaulted an employee, so I think they could right. probably get away if yeah, they're, yeah. They're not paid in the rest of his contract. Well, maybe he'll just go hang out at his bar and let some college co-eds sit on his lap and move on. Have you, see, the other reason you need Twitter is so you can follow people like his wife. I've seen her, her tweets. And then you realize the like culture of enablement that we live in and this echo chamber that we all, I don't even know. It's wild. 
It's totally wild. Yeah. But she wasn't even mad at him for all those things because she was like trying to claim that it was made up. And it's like there's a picture of him right there. Well, uh, it's wild. She's like, he's making 10 million a year. I'm going to keep that that paycheck. <laughs> she probably doesn't care. Well, what, do you, don't you get half if you just leave him? I don't know what their uh, <laughs> agreement is, but I I don't know. I mean, oh, if, if I if a picture surfaced of my husband in a bar with a 23 <laughs> year old on his lap, I don't even know what would happen. Yeah, probably nothing good. Yeah. So, speaking of <laughs> cheating husbands. Tiger Woods. Oh, boy. Like my segue? That's great. Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Good friend Carolyn in studio. Okay, what Tiger do now? Well, no, actually, um, his son, he and his son are playing in a golf tournament Mm, together. And his son is so adorable. And I am just curious what you think, because the way Tiger was raised to be this golf phenom. Sure. And obviously it affected him in so many ways because he's a very flawed human, even though he's a great golfer. Right. How do you think he is going to navigate that with his son? Mm, That's a good question. I think part of the phenomenon of Tiger Woods is just his prodigious talent, like the thing that was gifted to him by whoever made him, you know? So I I don't really know if you can... I don't know if the worry is the same for Tiger's kid because I don't know if he'll ever rise to those heights so rapidly. But Tiger's crazy dad was part of it, but right. like also the fact that Tiger was was so freakishly talented that he could win professional golf tournaments when he's a teenager is like that's yeah. that's one of a kind. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. Yeah, I just wonder two things. Like one, will he be as uptight and crazy as his father was with Charlie? Yeah. Or will Charlie try and become a professional golfer, but he's never going to be Tiger Woods. Right. And I guess as a parent, I don't know if I would want to try to n- cultivate that. Right. You know, maybe be like, take up tennis. Right. Totally. Well, I mean, this is like, there's been all these pundits that have been talking about how Winlo- Le- the, there's this narrative that's been going around for a long time that LeBron James is going to play in the NBA until his son is played in the NBA so they can play together. How old is his son? Well, that's the thing that's so short-sighted is that I don't even know how old Bronny Jr. is now, but to say that the guy's going to go to the NBA just because he's LeBron James' son, it's like not going to happen. Right. I mean... It could. It could, but probably not. Yeah. Usually the guys that kids go to the to pros are guys that were like pretty average, and then their kid is better, like Steph Curry. Like His dad was a good player, but he's not Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan's son doesn't have a chance to go to the NBA. Right. Because he's Michael Jordan's son. Like, just the shadow is too yeah. imposing, you exactly. know? Exactly. And I think that pressure would be horrible. And I Right. And then I as soon as, like, as soon as Charlie is 17 years old, if he's not qualifying for the Masters, people are going to be like, well, he's a failure compared to his dad. Yeah. And it's like, that's so unrealistic. It's never happening again. Not only is it unrealistic, it's unfair to put that on a kid. And I, so I'm curious if Tiger's, you know, re- going to realize that. Like, I don't want him to have that kind of pressure because it's already hard enough. And then you put the pressure of being Tiger Woods' son on top of that. I just don't think that's healthy. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't. I, <laughs> Tiger Woods has such a missing link when it comes to being a human. Right. So I really don't know how his kids are going to turn out. It doesn't seem like it could go well. Well, they have a nice <laughs> mom. Yeah. They are. When your cutest. parent has a god complex, that's like a pretty concerning right. thing. Yeah. And when your dad is a clearly a. 
hot mess. And when you have just endless resources too. Mm-hmm. But they I are mean, very cute. For sure. Like, and they were showing this side-by-side video of Tiger and Charlie playing and like all the mannerisms that are mm-hmm, the same. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. Yeah, no, it, that is funny. And it'll be interesting to see how it all turns out. I just feel bad for kids with those sort of uh, expectations. Yeah, totally. That's why, you know, I am not going to, you know, force broadcasting, <laughs> acting, and modeling onto my kids. Oh my gosh. Are you still feeling so famous after your Yellowstone debut? Yeah, except I was cut out of last week's. And Ben wasn't. And ben, Bryn. Well, Bryn wasn't either. I know. And Stacy, who works at... Uh, University of Montana, she was, they were all in, I was cut out. I was the only one cut out. Oh, bummer. And it hurt. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) I'm sorry. But we have, they have a chance to make it up to everybody because I will be in a scene with Kevin Costner in a courtroom. That's really going to happen for sure. I mean. If he gets cut, are you going to be devastated? Yeah, I'll be really mad. Jeez. I'm going to, I will make a phone call. (laughs) I don't know who I'll call. call. I don't know. Robin Hood? Maybe. Maybe I'll, I don't know, but someone's going to get a call from me. I love it. She anyway. goes no sports, ESPN radio, SWX Montana television. What else you got? OJ Simpson. He's out. He's out. Again. No parole. No parole. What does that mean? That means he has no one to watch over him and make sure oh, he's no probation, not. you mean? He's out on parole. He has no probation. I'm sorry. Yeah. And no parole officer. Like right. he's, like he ha- he's just out. Wasn't he like 75 years old? He's still a murderer. Well, but he's never convicted of murder. Well, okay, he wasn't convicted, but he's still he's still a burglar, I guess. He's a he's a burglar and a murderer. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Is he going to go out to L.A. and try and be famous? Like try and get? Well, he'll probably write another book. You think he'll write another book saying, yeah. "If, what I, if did I did it, it? <laughs> this is how I, I did do, do it. it. I swear." But if I did it, I would have slit her throat. And <sighs> yeah, my god. Um, I hate him with yeah. a lot of my soul. Have you watched OJ Made in America yet? It's your homework over Christmas. You have to watch it. You is should make the, your kids watch it too. Is that the, is it a documentary? It's a five part documentary. Um, I think I started it. Yeah. It's epic. Okay. I probably won't watch a five part documentary though, but I just, I'll be curious to see what happens. And if he tries to get out, what if he tries to become a TikTok star? He will. Can you imagine him like on he's TikTok? Gonna, he's going to do all the things. You think I, so? I mean, oh, I bet he'll go on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my God. OJ Simpson's <laughs> OnlyFans. OJ's OF. Look at me. Murray. I, <laughs> I should just be his PR person. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with OJ. I'm actually very proud of myself these last six months for uh, really ignoring all of this kind of stuff. So you're happy I bring it to you every yeah, week? Yeah. No, but like. Uh, what's the, what's the chant? Let's go, Brian. I learned about that today. Let's let's go, it's let's go, Brandon. Brandon, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't even know about that. Learned about that today. Yeah, you're probably better off just not knowing. I don't day. think so. I know one of my friends explained it to me. I was like, my life's not better for knowing that. Why no. did you tell me that? It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. I know. I know. Well, OJ Simpson will be doing stupid things on um, TikTok in no time. I'm sure. God, I bet he's gonna get like a million followers right away. Well, sure. Of course he is. He's going to do OnlyFans, like, if I were to murder someone... I'm just putting on here's the glove, my, sensually. Yes, my oh he- my <laughs> this is terrible. This uh, is somebody's that's, children I know, it's that not, got murdered. It's not, that part's not funny, but making fun of OJ is funny. 
I wonder if we're ever going to have something like that again. Like, murders still happen mm-hmm. all over America. I wonder if we're ever going to have a moment like that. That was a moment. I mean, I mean, it was the biggest moment ever. I was only a little kid, and I remember everybody on the earth was like, "What's going to happen?" We're glued to the TV, mm-hmm. watching the trial all the time. Well, because he was, I mean, he was just like America's favorite right. guy. He seemed so nice, and I mean, this dark, disgusting, awful side to him prior to him even murdering right. uh, those two, and then. So finding that out after the fact, and then just all of it is just so awful. And well, yeah, so my my the people in my parents' age demographic are all now like in their mid sixties. And I was talking to one of my friends I grew up with, Dad. He's a big sports guy. We were just talking about the changing of the times, and he was like, "To put this in perspective, let's take your favorite athletes when you were like in your teens and early twenties." said, okay, yeah, so like for me, it's like Kobe Bryant, who's, by the way, I mean, who could have predicted that? He's gone. Right. Uh, LeBron James, you know, Brett Favre, whatever. And he's like, so the, so imagine then you grow up and you're now you're like in your mid-40s or early 50s, and one of your favorite athletes kills his wife, and another one of your favorite athletes turns into a woman. <laughs> 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 I was like, wow, that's some unbelievable perspective. Like it's what if true. LeBron James is just a murderer someday and then all of a sudden, you know, like Aaron Rodgers is a woman. I could uh, see all the power to him if you want to do it, but like, wow, that would be shocking. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is a woman. <laughs> well he's dropping hair strangers on his toe. <laughs> We're already getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carolyn! Hit microphone with my face. Carolyn's hitting the microphone right off her face. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I could definitely. I look at Tristan Thompson. He's right. just impregnating women all over the all over the country. <laughs> oh man, what a world! Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, uh, if you paid attention more to college football, you'd realize that the thing that you hate the most, where kids are getting enabled through money that they're going to inevitably waste. It's at an absolute fever pitch right now. This name, image, and likeness thing is out of control. There's, I think, 6,000 football players in the NCAA transfer portal, basically leaving their teams, trying to transfer somewhere else. Wow. It's, uh, I don't know, it's a very dystopian sports landscape at the moment. So tell me, if, let's say, a Grizz player... Yeah. He gets whatever this thing, this name and likeness thing as a Grizz player. So I'm so-and-so and and I play for the Grizz and you're giving me money to do commercials. Sure. If he were to transfer, then he would just be doing that for the other school. Well, the school doesn't really facilitate it, but then the school can third-party facilitate it. So like, for example, every offensive line recruit that goes to the University of Texas gets an automatic $50,000 a year name, image, and likeness stipend from a car dealership that exists in Austin. Stop it. Are you seri- that's, that's, serious? That's, that's real. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That's happening. That's, Did that's you know happening. how much $50,000 <laughs> to buy them in radio ads? <laughs> I just can't imagine what I would do with $50,000 when I was 18 right? years old. Oh gosh, I hope someone's... I never had more than 500 bucks my name and I'd still be in the biggest idiot that ever existed. I mean, we would go to the ATM and take out a 20 and then split it between <laughs> us and be like, this will get us through tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, I did not know that and I don't like it one bit. Yeah, it's not great. Wow. It's, it's a free for all. You want to know who really doesn't like it? 
Who? The college coaches. Oh, I bet. Bobby Houck's press conference yesterday was supposed to be about all the new recruits that they signed, and it was instead like 25 minutes of him just talking about how broken the system is. And I did, I don't disagree with him. I yeah. think he's right. It's pretty weird. Ideally, what they should do is if they want to give them this money, okay, yeah. but they don't get it until they've played for four years. Well, ideally, what they should do is they should declassify this and stop making it the facade that they want it to be. This, these are professional sports teams. Like the large, right, the right, highest right. level is professional sports teams. So yeah. they should just pay guys and just stop messing around with it. Well, they need to get an education. They don't though. These guys aren't getting educations. They're getting educations at like every school that's not Ohio State. But like if you're a five star guy going to Ohio State, like I don't know. They're gonna make sure they're gonna do everything in their power to make sure you're getting pretty good grades no matter what level of true. effort you're putting into true, the classroom. True, true. It's all about money. So like I mean, well they say the the, the largest employer of Power 5 graduates that don't go to the NFL is Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Which, that's fine if that were your job is right out of college, whatever. But, like, it's not like these guys are going from Ohio State to, like, Morgan Stanley or Merrill Lynch. Or some law, of them or are. law school and med school. Right, so, and, some know. of them are. And yeah. I, I, you know, I don't want to make broad sweeping statements, but, like, it's just, it's so broken. It's so, so broken. The, the most broken part is that almost every dude that's going to these schools thinks that the only reason they're doing it is to go to the NFL. And they yeah. don't have a chance to go to the NFL. Right. That's why I love this level of football, because, like, you might be able to earn your way a chance to go to the NFL, but no one thinks that they're going to the league. That's not the first goal. That's a dream, but it's not a yeah. goal. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Good talk. What else you got? All right, I have a couple feel-good stories for you. Can't wait. This one's personal. Okay. So, Manchester City Football Club yeah. is my new favorite soccer team. Why? More so, than Missoula FC? Well, no. Obviously, Missoula FC. <laughs> FC Missoula is my FC top. FC Missoula. But when I'm talking professional. Okay. My friend um, lives in Ohio, and she tragically and suddenly lost her husband on Halloween. Like, oh, geez. Young, 43-year-old. Whoa. Yeah, awful. Her daughter is a huge soccer, like a soccer standout. She's, I think, 11, maybe 10. And then she has a son who's seven or eight. And they all love soccer. Yeah. So Manchester City FC is their family's favorite team. Yep. Someone in their circle reached out to the team. Okay. Told them what happened. And and Manchester City FC set up a Zoom breakfast with their goalkeeper and her kids last on Thursday or no on Tuesday nice and they got to talk to him for like a half hour and all this stuff and it, it was the most amazing thing and then at the end they uh, told them they're flying them to a game wow is not that awesome that's so cool that is the kind of stuff we need yeah for sure and I mean these kids have been and on my friend have been through hell for the last couple months and to have just that amazing opportunity and then to have that to look forward to is so cool it is so cool I I'm always on the other side of the coin with everything I know it's what makes me a miserable person to be friends with but (laughs) I've always thought this I think it's great when athletes and organizations help people that have experienced tragedy or that are like disenfranchised or that are like sick kids that get to see the athlete before they die yeah that's cool but why not all the time? Agreed. Like, why not everybody? Like, there's definitely a kid out there that's down on his luck that didn't lose his dad that maybe needs that, too. I don't know. I guess that this, I wish it was just a little bit more well-rounded. I wish it just didn't have to stem from um, something bad happening. I know. And I, I agree. But I just love this for my friend. And uh, why are you such a Debbie Downer? 
Well, no, I love it. I love <laughs> it for your friend, too. So speaking of good, um, Meek Mill. Okay. Do you know who that is? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a rapper. Yeah. Been to jail many times. So I guess he has... Stuck some, in the system. He has something to do with the 76ers. I'm not really sure what. But he... He's really good friends with Ben Simmons. Okay. Your best friend. Well, he is from Philadelphia, I guess, and he has donated $500,000 to the area, like to the surrounding, mm -hmm. to help kids, you know, through Christmas and all this stuff. And then last, a couple days ago, he had like 30 kids come to a 76ers game. They got courtside seats. They got to shoot baskets with the team. And... uh Apparently, it was just the most amazing thing ever. So, I don't he, know who Meek Mill is. He's sort of like the Tupac of his generation. He's not as poetic as Tupac. He definitely marches to the beat of his own drum, though. And uh, he's been very prolific in his hit songs, but he's also been much maligned. Um, he was he was a drug dealer before he became a rapper, and so then because of that, he's basically been on parole. Out on parole, on probation for quite some time, but he's also then violated said parole multiple times. So he's been in and out of jail quite a bit. But there's a real narrative to uh, holding the holding the successful black man down. Basically, he hasn't actually really done much wrong. Well, he did something right. Yeah, no, he's. He, I like Meek Mill. So that was cool, and it, it does make make me then think why you know seeing these two sports organizations helping a, a family and then kids, I would like to see more of that. Yeah, no, for sure, and uh, it's it's certainly good. The oh god, what, what, what are you going to say? Well, no, it's it's just that I think that. <laughs> Looking up to athletes is great to a certain extent if you if you have perspective, but it's so hard to have perspective when you're a kid. Right. I guess I'm just torn on it because you never are going to grow up to be like Michael Jordan unless you want to grow up to be like Michael Jordan and that's your goal. But 99.9% of people that have that goal and dream aren't going to do it. So then well, how do you... Excuse me. We were told, we were actually sung to as kids... To be like Mike, <laughs> if you right. might not, you might not remember. Oh, I remember yeah. the Gatorade commercial like for Mike, sure. If I could be like Mike. <laughs> wow, Carolyn, second time singing on the radio. What a deal. You're welcome. Well, it wasn't quite Adele, but it was definitely a good rendition. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that a lot of people, a lot of, especially African-American leaders would tell you that uh, actually a huge flaw in, in our culture is the fact that we do glorify particularly black athletes and rappers so much. So then that becomes the goal of so many people that then they fall short on. And then there's no, I don't know. I, I, it's just the old Charles Barkley adage, right? Yeah. You can want to be like me or you can just want to have a good life and watch guys like me, but then, you know, be a teacher well, or a coach or a Well, there's one thing about making those guys your role models, which is what Charles Barkley was saying. Sure. I'm not a role model. Right. And then there's something to have appreciation for their right. athleticism or talent or whatever. For sure. And so I think as long as you're not looking at these guys as the moral compass or, the, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm going to be as good as Kobe. Well, no, you're not. Right. So, but I think it's always great. Like my son loves Ronaldo. Right. And so he, you know, but he, he doesn't like 
think he's going to be Ronaldo. Think he's going to be Ronaldo. Right. He's going to be Nick. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess that there's just such a there's such a culture that exists. And I see it so prevalently in Division One athletics because we cover small school Division One athletics here in Montana. Yeah, I, I think people will be blown away. Like the majority of people, the majority of men's basketball players in the state of Montana in the Big Sky Conference think they're going to the NBA. And there's been two guys that from the Big Sky Conference that have gone to the NBA in the last 20 years. Have they said that to you or are you just <laughs> oh, assuming absolutely. it? No, no, no. Okay. Like there's dudes from the league every year that enter the draft early. There never, there's been one guy drafted from the Big Sky Conference in the last 10 years, and these dudes are entering the draft early like they're going to get drafted. They're not going to get drafted, ever. It's the hardest league in the world to get into. Right. So, you know, I don't know. Mike Kramer, who was on this show last week, he talked about the Ph.D. study he did when he was getting his Ph.D. at Eastern Washington when he was a young coach about the psychology of athletes. And he did a comprehensive study of athletes across the Big Sky at that time. This is in the early 1990s. And his uh, numbers showed that 92% of the athletes competing in the Big Sky Cars thought they were going to go play professionally. Wow. That level of delusion is crazy. Yeah. But also, like, you have to have it to be able to even play at that level. So it's it's such a double-edged sword. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, good talk. Anything else? <laughs> no. But How we about the AC Hotel? Yeah. Oh, gosh. You had a great time there last night. I sure did. <laughs> Well, we can uh, send a couple of you down there to have a great time. We got two vouchers to the AC Hotel. You have some brunch, some mimosas, maybe a Bloody Mary. Yeah. You need a Bloody Mary right now. Oh, gross. No. You're just going to keep drinking your soda pop instead? I'll drink my Diet Coke and my water. Thank you you very much. I just don't know how you guys drink the Diet Coke. Can I say one other thing about the AC? Yes, you can. Right now at the AC Hotel through the 19th, um, they have a wish tree for the Ronald McDonald house in the lobby. And on that wish tree are little tags of things that are needed and wanted at the Ronald McDonald house. It's as simple as toilet paper or paper towels or, you know, and then they have gift cards and things like that. And that is in the AC hotel lobby and you can grab a tag. And then I think you just bring the wish to the Ronald McDonald house. So go do that people. Very good. Philanthropy in the Missoula community. AC Hotels located downtown Missoula. You don't have to be staying there to eat or drink there. Yeah, seriously. Awesome <laughs> awesome party place. You can have your Christmas party there. Also yeah. enjoy some brunch. So if you give us a call right now, 406-888-1029, caller number three. We got two vouchers to the AC Hotel. Last one for 2021. This is the last chick who doesn't know sports for 2021, Carolyn. Excellent year. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. More on the weekend to come and the weekend that was. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. They would have had Spotify back in 2011 
I bet you this song has been on my Spotify wrapped if there was such a thing for 10 years. A little third eye blind for you on a Thursday. I remember when I first got this CD. That's right, CD for you youngsters out there. Compact discs. I checked it out from the Ellensburg Library. Burned it onto my laptop. That's probably illegal, but say la vie. Hope you're having an outstanding week. I'm Coulter Nuanas. It's Nuanas now coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Winding down for 2021. One more show. Once this one is complete, we'll be coming live to you from Bozeman, Montana. It's been a wild year, man. It's been a long year and a short year all at the same time. I didn't know what was going to happen when uh, the one and only Ryan Tutel left this show. But uh, we have persevered, and it's been a hell of a fun time, and I can't thank everybody out there enough for listening, calling, texting, winning, all our awesome contributors. I think we've had as many as two dozen consistent guest hosts around here and uh, hundreds and hundreds of guests so we've definitely reformatted the show from what it used to be, and we hope you enjoy that. But all indications are that you do. So we couldn't do it without you. We definitely do it for you. We also love giving you all sorts of sweet stuff. So how about this? Actually, we're going to say this for just a minute. Yeah, we'll get there just just a brief minute. But we will be coming to you from Bozeman tomorrow. Montana State hosts the first semifinal playoff game. In Montana since 2009. It's the first semifinal playoff game in Bozeman since 1984. And uh, already a feather in the cap for one of the great senior classes in school history. But can they really put the cherry on top by booking a ticket to, to Frisco, Texas? We'll see. But as one season continues, another season ended. And so I just want to give a couple final thoughts on the University of Montana's football season this last fall. Started with a bang, with a resounding win over Washington. I think that was certainly a double-edged sword for the Grizz. Elevated the expectations to an unbelievably high level. I think that the for as elite as the Grizz were in certain areas, that elite overwhelmed, or I guess masked, a lot of their deficiencies. I think they did a hell of a job to patch it together in certain ways, and I think they also left something to be desired. I think that's why it is one of the weirdest Grizz seasons I've covered because the highest of highs and also some perplexing, I don't want to say lows, but missteps that certainly had a huge impact. And you know, the lack of a, a proven or even adequate backup quarterback really hurt Montana, and the loss to Sac State at home Certainly lingered. I mean, if they would have won that game, they probably would have been all the way to the two seed. We probably would have been having home playoff games in Missoula, maybe all the way up until this weekend. Who knows what the draw would have been? But the fact of the matter is, home field advantage of the FCS playoffs is an unbelievably tough thing for opponents to overcome. Eastern Washington, most of their great runs in the playoffs have come almost exclusively by getting home field and staying on the red. Montana's only won two playoff games away from Missoula. In the FCS's history, dating back to 1978. Montana State won their first playoff game ever outside of Bobcat Stadium last weekend. So, I mean, make no mistake about it, NDSU's won eight out of the last nine national championships in the fall. How many road games has NDSU won during that span? 
None. Zero. Because they haven't ever had to leave. They've won neutral site games in the national championship, but they've been in Fargo for the duration. Last time they had to go on the road in the playoffs was in 2010. And they ended up losing to who? Eastern Washington. So, home field advantage is of paramount importance. But, you know, all things considered, Montana is always going to live in the shadow of what they've accomplished in the past, as well as unbelievably high expectations that are set by them, first and foremost. So, I definitely think that there's a lot there. But, I want to bring in our producer, Andrew Houghton, a guy who's been covering Grizz football for us at Skyline Sports for a better part of four years, and, and now working with me here the second half of this year at ESPN Missoula. So, Andrew, the, que- the question is uh, simple yet very broad. In the quest for RTD, return to dominance, as Bobby Houck uh, continues to state and preach, did Montana take another step this year in 2021? Yeah, Coulter, I think they did. I think Brooks made a really good point in the first segment here. Not so much about the results. I mean, when you look at the results on paper, 10, and, 10 wins again out in the quarterfinals again, it doesn't, it doesn't look like they took a step forward. But I think when you talk about getting back to the way that Bobby Houck wants this team to play and yeah. the attitude around this team. The attitude's the number one thing, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it was such a wild ride covering them this year because this was a team that was, as we've talked about, driven so much just by attitude and adrenaline and momentum as any team that I've covered, which meant, of yeah. course, that they could go into Husky Stadium and win in the season opener. Yep. But also when that sort of faded off a little bit in the middle of the season, they were they were yeah. really vulnerable. They couldn't keep it going all year. I think that was a big part of that Sac State loss that we talked about. Yep. But it's just so, so unique. But I think it was their... You know, more than it was last year, I think they got a little bit more of the buzz back, and a lot of that comes from just being shaped in the way that Bobby Houck wants them to play with the defense and the special teams. So even though they didn't take a step forward on paper with the results, when you look at the schedule, whatever, I think they got another step closer to where they want to be. The the two largest perils, too, because, because you heard Bobby Houck talk about earlier in the show, the mentality he wants to recruit, the fit of the player he wants to get into his program, it is an attitude first. It is a expectation of excellence and an expectation to to win every game. Like Montana was the least shocked team in the world when they beat Washington. They're the least shocked team in the world when they beat every single team they beat because they fully expected to win every single game. The two biggest perils, so that 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 being the defining identity of your team, though, one is when you don't win the level of scrutiny you're going to take, it's just like a politician. If you're going to be brash and, and outlandish and make all sorts of promises, if you deliver, you can say a lot more outrageous and brash things. If you don't deliver, the scrutiny is profound. The other thing that's a peril for it, though, is if you encounter an opponent that's not scared of you. I think that that's what Sacramento State has going for it more than almost any other program in the conference. Troy Taylor's not part of this fraternity. There is no... This guy and that guy, and I remember when he coached at this place and this guy, I've always had respect for what he does here and there. And the other thing, Troy Taylor has none of that. He's not scared of Montana. He's not scared to play in Missoula. He's not scared of any of that. And I think that's why Sac State, even though probably not as talented or as ferocious as Montana, regardless, that's why they're 2-0 and against the Grizz. That's why they're, un- I mean, Sac State at this exact moment is undefeated against Montana Montana State since Troy Taylor took over. So they have all the, all the bragging rights in the world when it comes to the Treasure State schools. 
Yeah, that's true. And I think going back to Montana a little bit, the other thing that, that makes me say that they took a step forward this year is they just got another year of doing it. And then that's not even bringing in the kids that Bobby Houck wants, like you said, although there is another year of that. It just gives them another year to drill down on their methods with, with this staff being back in place. I mean, we've talked all year about how hard they practiced, and I think that is part of what hurt them in, when it came down to the injuries, which really crippled them True. in the middle of the year. They now have a year of... You know, data points under their belt to come back and say, okay, do we need to dial this down? What what can we do to stay healthier next year? Now, it remains to be seen if they will do anything with that. Right. That's what I'm so interested in is, do they actually change anything or do they just straight up run it back? Right. That's the question. They don't. The, the craziest part about Montana is usually, the because Bobby Houck, his first t- tenure here, had such little roster attrition, uh, particularly amongst in-state guys, that it was always the biggest question mark is how do you replace all the guys we're going to lose? This Chris team only loses 12 guys. And good players. I mean, Sammy Kim is a great player. And Matt O'Donoghue is probably the most unsung elite player they've ever had. I mean, I read a stat the other day. Matt O'Donoghue had like 559 snaps in his college career and never had a bad snap. Not once. Perfect. He batted 1,000 as a long snapper. It's amazing. But, you know, three seniors on the offensive line, you could say two of them were all conference. Well... I don't think those guys are the irreplaceable or even that hard to replace. Jace Lewis, the, you know, the spirit that he brings is tough. But the the guys that have been playing at that inside spot, like Braxton Hill and Marcus Weldon, they're good. If uh, elevated playing time, they'll have equal production, or like close to at least comparable production. And you lose a couple guys on the outside, but I think they're going to hit the transfer market to replace those guys. So they have, if they can maintain the roster, Bobby Houck dug his heels in and said, I'm not trying to recruit our roster. I already did that. We don't do that around here. But... I think that's foolish to say. If they can keep everybody in place, and I'm not speculating about anybody, I'm just saying, though, if you got Patrick O'Connell and Justin Ford and Marcus Wellnell and these guys, all Robbie Houck, all coming back as seniors, you should be pretty dang good. And I don't think they have any real irreplaceable guy that they need to fill in for. Well, maybe at the quarterback spot, right? And that'll right. be the big story to watch this fall. I'm well, not. I, saying- I think that's a huge point of scrutiny. If they can't go out and get two guys that are better than the two guys they had this year, then they, that's an issue for them. They need to figure that part out. Yeah, especially because uh, the quarterback market in the transfer portal is is always hopping. I mean, there will be guys out there who exactly. are available who will uh, you know be intrigued by the idea of playing here, especially when they see all the talent that is coming back. And there's right. the one hole. A quarterback, I think that'll appeal to a lot of guys, but that's the big one to watch. And I think the the other couple guys, I mean, you you mentioned Matt O'Donohue, replacing yep. Matt O'Donohue and and Brian Bashini, honestly, and Kevin Macias. Those are those are big question marks. I mean, sure. it shouldn't be hard to get guys in there who are, you know, 90 percent is good, but those are those are spots where you really can't afford to have misses, right? Like you got to find the right guy. I do have full faith that Bobby Hockey will find the right guys at those spots. I really don't know what's going to go on at quarterback. I really I think they need to change their mentality when it comes to the as Bobby Hawk would say, the import of that position. Uh but I do he'll find a kicker and a punter. He, Bobby Hawk will find a kicker and a punter. I've heard that this kid Patrick Rohrbach from Glacier is the real deal. So maybe they have another freshman that makes a run at being a nationally elite performer. Duan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Take you home here on a Thursday. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM.
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. and drink that potion to erase you. What an opening line. A little Queens of the Stone Age for you here on a Thursday. Just marching through all the songs that I've been listening to all year long. Hope you enjoyed the revelation of my Spotify playlist. This is Colter Duanis coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Time now for the final word presented by Eagle Satellite. Eagle Satellite wants to thank all current and former health workers. They appreciate all you've done and continue to do Call 406-728-9999 to get your free TV package with TV starting at $57.99 a month. Also, be sure to ask about internet for $50 a month. I'm hitting the road in the morning. We'll be coming to you live from the Montana State campus tomorrow afternoon. It'll be myself and Brooks Nuanez. Little Nuanez now doubled up for your last Nuanez now of the year. Excited to cover a semifinal football game. I've been doing this for a long time, and... Uh, since we started Skyline Sports and, and since I've been a college graduate, I have not covered a semifinal football game in the state of Montana. So, pretty unique, pretty cool, pretty rare. Excited to be a Bozeman tomorrow with myself and, and all the boys. We'll be back at it 4 p.m. from the MSU campus. We'll see you then. You want us now? After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.